Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM, out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and with me tonight are Stefan Ward-Wheaton. Yeah, hello. And Susan Timberlake. Hey there. <clears throat> with producer Mr. Roberts manning the board. Mr. Roberts. Premier Eventually he'll engineer. be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, before we begin uh, with tonight's challenging episode, um, we're going to take a moment to just uh, uh, say that we love to hear from all of our listeners, and uh, there are various ways you can get in touch with us. Uh, you can email us at civil po- sorry civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Uh, on Twitter, it's at civilpoliticsfm. And on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Um, during the show, uh, producer uh, genre will be posting uh, links to things that we've mentioned on the show. And uh, he will be tagging them with the hashtag civil references to make it easier for you to find them as you follow along. We also have a website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com, which has links to uh, uh, things we talk about from earlier shows, uh, recordings of previous episodes, and other assorted goodies um, soon to feature new artwork hooray so i guess the, the 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 huge news that just we have to talk about because it really comes to the like to the core of what we're about as a show called civil politics is the uh violent demonstration by nazis in charlottesville virginia this past week that was last saturday right Yes. Wow. In some ways, I'm like, wow, was that long ago? I know. <laughs> it really just feels like a day or two ago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, let, let, let's j- just start with that. Uh, uh, several hundred of them showed up. Uh, they were, I think, on the campus at UVA the night before. And then they were out in the streets protesting on Saturday. And uh, they were... Uh, ostensibly there because they were upset about the removal of a statue of Robert E. Lee, but they took it upon themselves to, to do sort of the, the classic Nazi thing of, of marching around with swastika flags and Confederate, mm-hmm. you know, battle flags. And torches. And torches and chanting things like blood and soil, Jews will not replace us, and uh, I don't know if they actually said hail victory at any point, but it certainly would have been in character. And, um, and they'd been given a permit to do this adventure, which no. is, I guess, that's what we do in America, right? Is we give people permits to mm. peacefully well, march and uh, express themselves. Peacefully, <laughs> right. Well, and, and this, is, this is really part of the, uh, the issue here. Um, uh, there, I mean, there are a couple of, couple of points to make. First off, like a lot of especially... A woman died. <laughs> that's, that's hugely important. Um, uh, Heather Heyer was her name. But... Uh, the, the 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 neo-nazis white nationalists kkk, KKK types yep. they, you know like they're all i imagine they have overlapping membership um certainly interests but they showed up uh, a lot of them showed up uh armed armed actually they showed up ready for a confrontation many of them were carrying guns a number of others showed up with shields and batons um i believe they're an offshoot of a group called the proud boys um <laughs> So, which I think is actually supposed to suggest that maybe they're okay with, with, with gay people, but I'm not sure. Anyway, um, 
this uh, uh, and if you listen to things they've talked about, like there was a great uh, short film about them that uh, HBO did with their their Vice News thing, a sort of twenty two minute thing of uh, episode of them following these people around and talking to them, you know, in Charlottesville. And you know they're they're very open about how they want to hurt people, they want to kill Jews, and 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 they think black people are dangerous and need to be killed. You know, like they advocate violence. Mm. And, and there were some militias in there, too, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because, again, there's tremendous overlap between all those groups of people. And quite simply, they are uh, true to the Nazi ideology that they, you know, that they admire. They, you know, like they really are following the example of the Nazis from the 1930s and, and, and 20s. Um, Hitler uh, did talk about how uh democracy was decadent and it was failing and he and his followers believed that it was their right and their destiny as a superior people because you know master race all that to stuff restore germany to its former well stature <laughs> and to seize power through violence mm. that was explicitly something they believed like violence on their part was okay and once they seized power violence was not okay because the point is they were the ones who should have power. So, um, you know, th- th- they don't believe in the values that we do that underpin the idea of the First Amendment. And, you know, and I can't say, I don't think we can say, like, well, the United States has a, you know, uh, uh, has an unblemished history of not resolving political disputes through violence. I mean, clearly we do. I mean, that's how we became the United States, for one thing, mm. you know. But... Yeah, Tina Fey had something interesting to say about that. Oh, in, she did? In the uh, uh, American Indians at um, Standing Rock. Oh, yeah? What, what did she say? I, I can't parallel it, but basically was we stood by in Charlottesville and let, you know, neo-Nazis beat people and yeah. kill people. And yet at Standing Rock, where we stole the land from the Indians, we shot we shot rubber bullets at them. It was it was the way she said and it was, water cannons. In the, yeah, in the winter it was and quite like powerful. That, yeah. The peaceful Indians that were standing there, the government shot. At, yeah, you yeah. Know? It was it was it was one of the better parts of her. Uh, she had a, like a monologue. Oh, so. I didn't see that. Well, you see, uh, those uh, Native Americans were attacking private property, which is absolutely sacrosanct. And should be defended even at the cost of human life. I thought it was their Where, private property. Uh, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> there. Well, this is oh, actually me. <laughs> well, we can get into it. That's kind of a rabbit hole if we want to go down. Uh, this whole continent was ostensibly not theirs, but you know, I have direct <laughs> ancestors who were involved in taking it away from them. So yeah. right, yeah. Well, I, I do. I do note that's a good parallel to bring up. Though, and in fairness so. to the Indians, they didn't believe anybody owned property, exactly. and that was to be shared and Dif- cared for. Different, different, different cultures or nations or tribes, yeah. or whatever you want to call them, had different beliefs about yeah. private property and how that worked yeah. and stuff like that. But you know, it's it's like the whole like one of the reasons why the label of Indian is problematic, even though I think it's a fair one to use. And it depends if it was the New York Indians or the Vermont, yeah, the Abnakis. Or right, the, ex- yeah. ex- exactly. It's like Indians is sort of like a sort of a blanket term like... Spanish. Well, Hispanic. No, like like Hispanic or like white. Yeah. It's like, you know, like whites and Indians and things like that. But I mean like... Or it's like saying women's rights. You have... People have no idea the difference between all well, the different groups there of are, women. There yeah. are many different yeah. ways of, of approaching the whole idea of being a woman. There are many different mm. ways to be... 
you know, many different like cultures from Europe. Even if you want to say Europe is white culture, like, well, you know, the English are not the same as the Scottish. They're not the same as the Italians and the don't French. Don't say that to a Welsh person. Yeah. And the Welsh are definitely like, no. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying. So, like, just we recognize that there's a granularity there. Um, and there is amongst, you know, Indians. American Indians. American Indians. And I, I just, like, I don't know enough about it to know beyond, like, wow, I don't know very much about it. But I know that there are, you know, many different languages and, and ways about thinking about property and politics. Um, uh, there was a great episode... We mentioned the show from time to time. Uh, the show Evidence Base that's on before us. Uh, uh, Stacy Cooney did a great interview with an archaeologist talking about how to deal with Native American remains. And one of the the key points is like different tribes that they deal with have different thoughts. Some of them are like, whatever, I don't, we don't care. Those those remains have nothing to do with us. It doesn't matter what happened. You know, like they, it doesn't matter that you dug up these bones from ten thousand years ago. Nothing to do with us. We don't care. And others are like, these are clearly our ancestors. And they must be returned. Right. And just, you know, same. They're all American Indians, but they have very different attitudes depending on what they're where they're from and what they're sort of like evangelicals, like evangelicals (laughs) or like, you know, just like things that are like annoying in Massachusetts are are fine in Texas. (laughs) 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 Statist. So anyway, I'm sorry. Charlottesville. Oh, my goodness. And what a. Oh, just horrible. One thing I, I don't fully understand, and maybe people have seen more news coverage than I am, why why were the groups not separated and the police not more involved? Because in Boston, they would they I, separate, you know, they always separate people that are angry at each other. Because we've think, had a long history in Boston of people that... I think mistakes were made, I think, is the, is the short and simple mistakes answer. Were made. But like, like they should have and they didn't. But I don't know. Stefan, do you know more or... Well, it. I think what basically what happened is it started off as some as a small scale protest at the UVA, and then over the next day plus into Saturday, um, uh, things got violent. What yeah. I'm seeing, and it's is this is difficult, and there's been a lot of uh, accusations and counter accusations about who started the violence. I'm seeing that. Um, the uh, the groups marching in support of keeping the statue, uh, you know, I guess we can, we can whoever use they the are. sobriquet of Nazis, but um, there seem to be a few different. As we were saying, there seem there's quote lumping different groups together can be problematic. So there are a bunch of different groups there, including but, but absolute white, Nazis, white nationalists, all the way to white re- nationalists, relatives of um, Robert E. Lee who wanted. His statue's still up. Right. I don't think those were the ones uh, causing the problems, though, no. because what we're consistently seeing... But they were protesting it, I think. Is, yeah. What we're seeing is that it is, it, it is the groups of people, mostly young white men, wearing Nazi paraphernalia, including swastikas, um, flags with sort of uh, fascist-slash-Nazi imagery. Shirts with Hitler were, quotes. Yes, exactly who were openly antagonizing and physically as well um, counter-protesters. Mm-hmm. And that that th- this didn't just start on Saturday, it started the night before, and on Saturday it escalated, and a significant group of counter-protesters showed up, including Democratic Socialists, Black Lives Matter, um, marching in formation at certain points. And essentially, I, th- I think the the law enforcement was just completely unprepared to handle this situation. Yeah. 
no one, I don't think, really expected this to kind of uh, metastasize into an all-out riot, which it did. And then we have uh, this person who drove their car into a group of protesters, including this woman, Heather Hare, who is marching with, I believe, the IWW, the, uh, or the, the so-called Wobblies, the International uh, Industrial Workers of the Workers World. Of the world. Um, ah, a blast from the hundred years ago. Yeah, they're still around, it turns out. Yeah. And actually, you know, as we sort of, we can sort of discuss this later, but the whole alt-left uh, issue. Yeah, yeah. That, t- that, that term is new to me. Yes. <laughs> it's not a thing. I mean, like, uh, what's his name? Richard Spencer coined the term alt-right to sort of come up with a, uh, a less obviously hateful label for Right. You know, white nationalism. Yeah, yeah, for himself, for people who like think white people are better and and should should you know take it out on anybody who they don't consider white, and that's that's just you know that's that's hatred. That's that's being a Nazi or KKK or whatever. Right. So like, but if there's an alt right, well then clearly there must be an alt left, right? Yeah. And so anybody Trump doesn't like now, get, they they label an alt left. But there is no alt left. You know, right. I don't there's at least left. I'm not aware of one. <laughs> there's you know? the left and the organizations that showed up that were leftist organizations have like the IWW, like half a dozen Earth, have been around for decades, even o- over a century, as you yeah. said, in some cases. Yeah. Well, it, Black Lives Matter has been around much well, less, yeah, but that's, it's also that's, yeah, shorter. But also like it's it's not, you know, it's it's a, it's already, I think, a mainstream uh, civil rights organization. You know, and yeah. it's a collection of people. It's not like well, and one it has its office. roots and foundings in all the all the yeah. black rights groups that have existed. You know, they've taken from it. It's not yeah. like they don't have a long history. It's just that's sure sort of the new incarnation of it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. At least in my opinion, I know nothing about it. So also, uh, Black Lives Matter doesn't have really a centralized group. Right. They don't. They have. I think there is a foundation, but. If you if you see someone saying Black Lives Matter at a protest, they're probably not part of an over overarching uh, organization. It's not like the NAACP or the ACLU. No, it's, or it's very whatever. decentralized yeah. uh, by design. Exactly yes, yeah. because you know you get captured. You don't want to tell where the other cells are. Basically, <laughs> yeah. If yeah. I can use a horrible, horrible example, mutual fund. Well, the thing. No, sorry, I'm not going to go in it's there. It's a good no. counterinsurgency. Exactly. A good insurgency tactic. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Uh, if you and plus, if you like, people say, "Oh, Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group or something," because these people were marching with signs that call cops pig or something. Just because someone says they are Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that they ascribe to the to the original intent. Well, so anybody can call themselves Black Lives Matter, and it's not like there's a membership well, you card. Just, I exactly. know people that put it on their lawn, and it's basically they're saying they support the Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, but if, if someone claims to be part of Black Lives Matter, that doesn't necessarily mean, like, if someone says, we are a group coming from the NAACP, then you can check that out. You can't do that with Black Lives Matter, and people sometimes lie. Well, and you can't, right. uh, like, I, I actually went looking just to see, like, oh, I should... You know, someone suggested that when I go to the protest in, in the counter protest in Boston tomorrow that I wear a Black Lives Matter shirt. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And I went online to order one. And like, you know, there isn't like sort of like an organization. You can't order. Nobody's it, making money off it. You just get well, yours printed. Well, not in the same way that like, you know, it's not like the ACLU has like a gift shop. You know, they like people want to buy our T-shirts. And so we've got our T-shirts, you know. 
they they have that. You know, there isn't like a one place to get them from. I'm still so. looking for one of those still she persisted, which I think you can get from the Elizabeth I'm Warren sh- campaign. That would they? be cool. But yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think you can. Get it. Yeah. I'm sure you can look around and f- and and find Black Lives Matter shirts. I mean, I found a civil rights museum. Um, uh, uh, it's centered around the hotel where Dr. King was murdered. I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, in Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, in Memphis. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the hotel. But um, but they, among other things, they had those shirts. So I ordered a couple from them. But, you know, hmm. uh, I'm sure there are other places. So tomorrow, you know, Boston and the, st- and the state are really preparing just in case they have mm-hmm. trouble in Boston tomorrow. And they yeah. will keep, they'll keep people separated. In fact, they have them. Yeah. The maps I've seen, they've actually got the groups so far apart they can't actually even see each other. Well, they've, apparently they've also said, like, you know, don't bring sticks. Don't right. bring weapons. Don't bring backpacks. You know, so... Do bring water, good <laughs> shoes, yeah, granola bars, and and there's never any enough bathrooms or porta potties. Oh, right, yeah, that's, that's probably going to be the biggest crisis. Maybe maybe a hat. <laughs> maybe a hat. If you're going to protest, then tell a friend that is not at the protest. Text them and say I'm going. If I if you don't hear from me by the at the end of the day or throughout the day, then call my lawyer. Or something like and that. And tell them who it is. It, it, or make sure that you have uh, your your phone locked and uh, and if and ready to take pictures. Mm. You're at a you're at a protest uh, in a very contentious time. Yeah. You want to protect yourself and you want to protect the people around you. So right. if you're in a protest, uh, especially. In a in a situation like this, then you want to be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, then you want to be able to immediately take a picture of anything going down, any people that might be attacking, or mm. any any police officers that might be uh, doing harm. Mm. You have to be careful. Mm-hmm. I yes, I'm I'm not really expecting any any You're trouble going tomorrow, right? That's I, the plan. I am, yeah. And oh, and they have roadblocks, and no. they want you to take the tea. They have a lot. Yeah, of I was planning to take the tea and and uh, go to the state house and, you know, wave a little sign. And I think if you declare yourself, they say, "Okay, you go over there." And if you declare yourself the other way, they say, "You go over there." I wonder what happens if there's yeah folks that lie. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's. I mean, I, I think the sign. This is going to be a significantly larger demonstration than charlottesville because it's, yeah that's uh, what i've you heard know, that, that's the antecedent now and everyone is aware and tons of people from out this part of the state are trucking in and i'm yeah. sure a lot of people in the boston well, and the colleges and universities up. in boston yeah. are you oh know, yeah far and wide so well, well this is what they're doing is they're choosing these sort of uh right-wing demonstrations they're choosing liberal kind of cosmopolitan cities where they know they're going to get Conflict? A reaction. Yeah, Charlottesville is a university town. It's, I mean, it's in Virginia, but it's a quite liberal city. Sort of Boston like Austin. Is, yeah. Yeah, Boston is, I mean, you know, Boston is a very, is identified in other parts of the country as a very liberal city. You know, some people live closer, might have a different uh, read on that, but it is understood to be kind of an, uh, a bastion of democratic liberalism. This is where they're going. They're, they're going to Los Angeles as well. The reason they're going to these places is to drum up a reaction. Why am I thinking and, Boston Massacre here? Boston Massacre. Well, <laughs> The long I, well, history of, you know, yeah, I protest. Don't, and I'm, <laughs> I'm honestly not worried about the Boston Police Department opening fire 
fire. No, 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 no. I wasn't thinking of the Boston police. No. (laughs) I was thinking that they may not be able to handle it. They're actually. um, Have you seen the new the new um, commissioner? When I went to the. uh, uh, It's a little tiny guy and doesn't inspire confidence. Evans, have you seen him? I've seen him. He looks perfectly capable to <laughs> I, me. I was thinking Nobly from those books that you guys loaned oh, me. Oh, <laughs> uh, from the Terry Pratchett book. <laughs> yeah, you know, here's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter how big the commissioner is. It's how well the cops do their jobs. How much they obey him, yeah. Well, how much they, how well they do their jobs. And yeah. I have to say, I did, last time I went to a big protest in Boston was 2003, when, like, I think, like, 60 or more thousand of us showed up to protest against the idea of invading Iraq, because it hadn't happened yet. Mm. And we were like, don't do it. And everything went very smoothly, and the cops were totally laid back, and they were just, you yeah. know, like, they lined the route, and everything was fine. And Yeah, they're you know, pretty used to it. They're pretty I, good at I, it. I, I, yeah, I mean, I have actually, uh, at least for this, I have some confidence in the Boston Police Department. I mean... They, I'm not saying trying to give them a blanket endorsement, but I'm I'm not particularly worried about my safety tomorrow. I mean, if I was really worried, I wouldn't go because I'm a coward. Right. <laughs> this is one of those demonstrations where I would say sort of stick closer to the police presence if you're you know if you're sort of. I'm planning in, to go to the state house in ranks. Yeah, that's yeah. I'd say a, a large <laughs> that will be well. Yeah, it will be well defended. Be well protected. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I mean. Well, we'll have to see what happens. It's going to be... So you're not the Tina Fey, stay at home and don't give them an audience? No, I think... They think you need to, it needs and a I, response. Honestly, I take a little bit of issue to that. I know it's kind of it's a trendy reaction, and I'm glad that she did, um, you know, sort of she did reiterate that there are people who are out there doing this and, and you know, sort of counter-protesting, and that that's a good thing and she sort of pushed back against this sort of this both sides do it formulation that we're hearing from mr 45 um which is absurd and then he got rid and, of bannon how interesting and is then that he, <laughs> yeah well, bannon apparently resigned 10 days ago and was just they were waiting well, to carry that's it out according to bannon's sources i do but. actually think it was planned because he's somebody said he's going to work for breitbart or McMug, who oh. was that family that he's, has all the money mercer He's and, got a, a parachute. Well, there, there's the, it's the war begins. Oh yeah, yeah. So you think this is right wing media is going to start opening up on the president now? You think uh, there's going to be a a a, sh- a, a rift there? Um, I'm thinking more the other way that they're actually going to um, reinforce the uh, what is it the edge of the of the army? I forget what that's called. The the vanguard. Or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Reinforce. Oh, they're going to they're going to push gonna... the try and push him more right more to more into racism and and bigotry they they're gonna give him some some room to operate in i think is i i could be dead wrong i really don't have any sources on this except for little miscellaneous news that may be fake news but i mm. i think he's going to breitbart and i think the mercer family has financed he came from something Breitbart, so yeah, yeah the mercer the, the family that's, that's right they yeah. were uh, james mercer they were yeah. having who's uh i guess a bankroller of bannon's sort of activities in yeah. general they were they were having a meeting together which as you said sue does suggest that there's they planned Yes, yeah. um, they planned this, a. Um, this is the. Um, yeah, you're gonna. They're gonna try and outflank the media. Well, it would make sense if this decision came to a point a few days ago because I'm pretty sure John Kelly this, wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure Bannon was at the top or near the top of his list of people who either need to be contained or need to go. Did you see the photographs of when Trump was speaking? The I know Johnner has all the um, the tape from that um, pre- that press conference, but um, 
Kelly was standing there beside him, and the look on his face was... It's oh, like, wow. yeah, he had his head down. He had sort of his hands in front of just him. Just kind of quite like, yeah, visually yeah, retreating yeah. into the into the wallpaper. And uh, Elaine, uh, is it Elaine? Chow. Chow. She, um, they said she looked like the, they'd, they'd given her so much Botox that she, her face didn't move. Oh, she God. was just like looking out. <laughs> well, and, you know, she's yeah. she's married to Mitch McConnell. McConnell. And, uh, you know, this this is foreign to them. This is really foreign Perennial to them. Perennial labor behavior. secretary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, you know, we're sort of. Well, she's transportation now. This yeah. Time. Oh, this she's trying. Yeah. She, she was labor and um, worked in transportation as a real job. I, so I, she I, actually, she's one of the few cabinet members that actually has experience in the arena that she's in. It's too bad that she, you know, I, I, I kind of think, you know, it's sort of a, a sign of how relatively important the labor and uh, transportation departments are that they kind of stick somebody <laughs> in there for three different administrations who just kind of a goal you know yep. like a like a bartender or something yep, lifer yeah <laughs> they're life, lifers in the <laughs> but if a... you get a chance to see the picture he you know in any of the press conferences he's standing there if they go over to the left a little bit you see kelly and you just look at him and you know this is this is really bad yeah it's it's, it's quite priceless because they can't they well, yeah. just can't maintain their facial you know their mm. you know facade it's really something. So. Yeah, this is. Uh, and the was it the all the executives resigned from the industrial committee and actually. Oh yeah, the he business dissolved council. It just, all the business advisory boards. Yeah, 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 and then he dissolved it before the last three got off, and then arts and humanities um, resigned today. Yes, his entire mm-hmm. is it a commission or committee? It's a commission, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they all resigned today. Over we're this. testing. We're testing this guy's momentum. You know how. I think this is this is kind of you know the establishment is suffering attrition in their support of him. Yeah, and you know he's he's losing more and more allies. I don't. Know, I mean, we're sort. Of, this is kind of going to. I think this is going to be an interesting object lesson for historians who study the presidency on the kind of uh, inertial momentum of presidential power when you bring someone in to occupy the presidency who aggressively alienates his allies and um and the public and uh um contradicts himself contradicts his subordinates um including his press people you know how sort of how far does this go before there's pushback that starts to stick well bob corker senior senator from tennessee tennessee is it or alabama he um he had some very strong sort of subtle but really pointed comments about whether or not um, this this shows that Trump is really not up for the job, which is sort of amazing because he's a very senior senator and does not, he doesn't take pot shots like that. Yeah. And also um, Tim Scott, he's from uh, one of the South Carolinas. South Carolina, I think. Yeah, yeah, and he did a very similar thing. So from very mm-hmm. different states and, you know, very different perspectives, the two of them both had... Um, it was like a press conference, and um, Bob Corker really, really laid it out. I was surprised that he said that in such an open forum and so clearly that you know this looks like this might be. Um, so one of the things I, I point. so like we we try not to do too much of the sort of the uh, the palace politics inside baseball stuff on this show, but one thing that occurs to me to wonder is so I was trying to think like what would be the moment two years to impeachment right. <laughs> What would be the moment that would uh, really sort of start the tide turning against Trump? 
in the Republican establishment where like, you know, Republican Party leaders would just say like, all right, that's fine. That's it. And maybe like conceivably lead to impeachment. Well, they like Pence. So they have a nice backstop. They have a backstop they like. So I was just thinking, like, what do you think is the point at which Mike Pence turns on President Trump? I don't think he ever will. I think he'll hold his hand right to the door. I think he's that kind of guy that he just he does. He doesn't have enough personal power. He's he he was saying good things about Trump in his press releases this past week. Okay, because he's he's very careful. That's why Trump picked him. Well, because turning on Trump, because here's the thing. Trump can't fire him. Vice president's an elected position. The president can't fire him. They how did they get rid of you may not you guys probably aren't old enough to remember, but when they got rid of Sparrow um, Agnew? Yeah, they they did a, a triple step there and they appointed Ford. I don't know how they, they got they, Sparrow they, Agnew. Uh, my out. recollection is that they basically you know, convinced Agnew it would be in his best interest to resign. Yeah, like because, they did with Nixon. Right. Because again, like vice presidents can't be fired. They can be impeached. And, and so, I don't remember them starting impeachment. It was sort of a funny little foot shuffle thing that right, went on. Right, but I mean, if there's some kind of, of thing that going was a on, era. you know, like, I, I don't know. But, like, I, I wasn't really alive when that happened. <laughs> but uh, my understanding is that uh, they, they had some kind of dirt on Agnew. There was they something did, that was yeah. really embarrassing and bad. Yeah. Like corruption something about or something. Prostitutes in Russia? And a, no, no, wait. <laughs> oh no! I have no idea. For all I know, that's Those true. Were simpler times, Sue. It's probably just simple political <laughs> oh, graft was, of some uh, kind. Referring to the dossier on Trump. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that small paper cuts is what's happening, and the and the fact that Bob Corker came out and said something is. If you listen to it, you realize how strong it is. What he said. I, y- you know, but so what? Well, because he's not he's not a McCain. He doesn't. He's not a maverick. He's I, a he's a tried McCain's true. not really a maverick. I mean, here, here's the thing. Like, like someone in the Republican Party, you know, uh, Paul Ryan a year ago during the campaign, you know, when uh, uh, he wasn't president, when yet. candidate Trump criticized Judge Curiel, uh, who was overhearing the uh, uh, over uh, who was hearing the, the the trial over Trump University. And Trump said textbook. He said it was a textbook right, case. Textbook of, case of racism because he yeah. said Trump said like. Curiel couldn't be impartial because his parents were from Mexico, even though he was born and raised in Indiana. And Paul Ryan said, this is the textbook case of racism. Paul Ryan, however, has still been happy to work with him and 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 work with pursuing a legislative agenda and hasn't said, like, you know, condemn the president and said he's got to go or anything like that. Not so. yet. No, but I think Bob Corker's more powerful than Ryan. So he's, you think he's more powerful than the Speaker of the House mm-hmm. who controls. Yep. The I House. think so. I think sometimes there's informal power and you have to look and see who has it. So All right. Well, I might be wrong. I well, could, I'm always wrong. So. I, I, they're, they're, I'm getting the, the, the signal. <laughs> so we need to take a short break here so that we can play some PSAs and other announcements. Um, But uh, we'll be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musique Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. 
each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. Hi, this is Wendy, host of Subculture, a music show featuring new wave, electronic, indie, and funk. Join me Friday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ or tune in from anywhere by visiting our website at valleyfreeradio.org. If you miss Subculture on Fridays, don't worry. You can hear it again from midnight to 2 Sunday mornings. Thank you for supporting Valley Free Radio. The Lily Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lily Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lilylibrary.org. What did they just say? If you often find yourself asking that, you may benefit from the new audio-enhancing technology available at the Forbes Library in Northampton. Designed to work with or without a hearing aid, the new and improved audio-visual systems in our meeting rooms, along with countertop loop systems at our service desks, are some of the new technology the library now has. With federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. You'll now find hearing the librarian and guest lecturers a whole lot easier. Call 413-587-1017 or email info at ForbesLibrary.org to find out more. Hi, my name's Leo and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. Hey, Mom, how about this game? What's it rated? Uh, huh, let's see. Tea for teen with violence and suggestive themes? Uh, no. Video games are fun, but not all games are right for all players. Look for the rating symbol and content descriptors and read the rating summaries that tell you what's actually in the game. <sighs> this one better? Oh, much. For more information about ratings and rating summaries, visit ESRB.org. Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJLP, bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blakey, Duke Ellington, Abby Lincoln, Tad Dameron, Yousef Latif, Bix Beiderbeck, Cassandra Wilson, Tom Harrell, Jane Ira Bloom, and thousands more. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP, 103.3 FM, out of Northampton, Massachusetts. And tonight we are talking more about the uh, uh, white nationalist demonstration that uh, uh, killed three people in uh, Charlottesville, uh, Virginia, and the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump's uh, just horrendously bad response to that. Um, 
bad uh, then better than rolled back to bad. <laughs> yeah, but, but rolled to worse. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, as we were just chit-chatting during the break, and like I won't say that uh, uh, the president turning out to be like an unrepentant uh, uh, white nationalist racist is unprecedented because we had President Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> but um, Trump is going back. Trump is really like like bending the curve back. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually hosts a Klan rally at, um, on the White House at lawn at this point. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and that's something that happened really retro, years ago. Huh? Yeah. Well, this, you know, he sort of came out, his first response was this, you know, oh... Both sides, something. It's like, hatred yeah. and bigotry is bad, we condemn was, violence, let's all come together. Right, it was kind of boilerplate. Yeah. Um, and then, but then he, he, he backtracks from the relative neutrality, even though it was, you know, a, a very unimpressive sort of neutrality, to, you know, to basically this kind of nativist... Um, uh, you know, barn. It, it, it sounded like uh, him on the campaign trail. You know, he's stirring up these same sort of demagoguery. Passions. A little demagoguery. Bit. That's yeah. exactly the the word. And um, and yeah, it's. I think he likes that. I think he likes. I think he thrives in this yeah. milieu because this is very similar to the kind of heightened emotional register that we saw during the campaign. Where it's there's there's very little in the way of of deliberation, or sort of meaningful action. There's a lot of words flying around, and this is where he's. And I think this is where the alt left thing comes from habitat too. Is... Yeah, and and he's also very. I will say he's very adept at taking arguments that are sent against him and repurposing them. He did this with fake news. That was you know coined to basically describe alt left uh, now. Yeah, is... now the alt left. Which you know is is kind of a, a play on the alt right uh, definition that we've come up with, and it's yeah it's I saw some I might be fake news and I, I'm just gonna say it here briefly it may be totally false, but it was a piece that said that his father actually had been arrested at a KKK rally and I couldn't source it I couldn't find it anywhere else mm, I've seen I don't and and you know we struggle with this cuz I usually check it on another right. website I mean we our, do actually have a uh, a list of uh uh trusted uh news sources that you can access from the uh, civil politics uh radio.com website yeah. Yeah, so it's basically a dedicated google search to like search those sources particularly because they tend yeah. to be more careful and yeah that's uh, why like, we have more confidence in them yeah. yeah and so i probably shouldn't even have repeated this but it's sort of a fake news story perhaps it, it, or it may it, actually be true it it may not be true but since the uh the trump family trump and his dad both were like sanctioned by the department of justice for discriminatory housing practices yeah like he may not have actually gone to a Klan rally, but it's clearly something he would have been sympathetic to. So and it's, it's, it's he, entirely possible. A believable rumor, which are the most dangerous. I'm finding this is uh, from the Washington Post, uh, uh, February of 2016. Uh, uh, Fred Drumpf, who is Donald Trump's father, was arrested at a KKK rally. Doesn't in 1927. Say, in 1927. It doesn't say whether or not he was explicitly there, but... He was there and I mean, got arrested. They're, they're or in, in support marching with the KKK, but he was arrested there. Yeah. So one can sort make of true, because Washington Post is you know. pretty good, right? They're the ones yeah. that sort of... They, they... Well, and he was there, and he was, you know, they have uh, an arrest record. Yeah, so. so not fake news, and that's Donald's father, not not him. Right, right. and that was 90 years ago. Um, 
So I, I, it looks like the apple isn't falling that far from the tree. But well, I was surprised by it when I saw the the news story. Like, I, I I can't say I, I knew we didn't let um, folks in his apartments. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not know, surprised by it at all. A lot of people in Boston behave badly like that yeah. too. You know, I, it's oh yeah, no. Unfortunately, the mm-hmm. the KKK was uh, uh, pretty prominent uh throughout the country especially in 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 northern cities actually right um so you know it's it's sad but uh unfortunately um there was a a trend on twitter uh and i think facebook as well where a number of people i think it was started by the 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 really talented singer lady gaga basically she she said like you know i decry the terrible racist violence in in charlottesville you know we've got to do better and she included the little label you know, hashtag, this is not us. And unfortunately, that's not true. Yeah. Um, yet. Yes. I, I want it to be true. We're aspirational that these Asp- bad behaviors right. and thoughts will go away, but we're not there as a country yet, is what I, you're I saying? Don't, well, clearly we're not. Yeah. And I mean, and that's one of the mm-hmm. reasons why, uh, circling back, like these this, this protest about um, removing Confederate monuments, uh, I think, is, is, is wrongheaded. Because the whole point of these Confederate monuments is to, right. like, they were a response to uh, uh, to Reconstruction, to uh, uh, black people, groups like the NAACP mm-hmm. ag- agitating for black people to actually have the rights and privileges that come with being a citizen of this country. And, you know, the, the white establishment were, wanted to have none of it. So, you know, they put statues of Robert E. Lee in front of a courthouse to, you know, make it clear, like whose justice it was going to be. It wasn't going to be, you know, like a law for all Americans. It was going to be justice for white Americans. Do you this, think this KKK and, and um, white supremacy is pushed back because of Obama? As in... Not solely, but... Uh, that I've, they got mm. ginned up because of the well, fact that we, we had we a know that's true. for two We know that's terms. true. Uh, I remember reading news reports and back so in 2008 now, and 2009 that uh, as Obama's candidacy gathered steam and he became the Democratic nominee, that uh, membership in and activities by, uh, you know, the activities of uh, white nationalist groups and militias and and other sort of race-based hate groups Mm -hmm. uh, doubled or tripled. The FBI was monitoring these hate groups and like their activity became more extreme, like like more people were joining. And once Obama became president, there was another spike, just like there's also a spike in gun sales. And I was going to say, not all militias are racist, that some of them are anti-government, period. Mm -hmm. But there's such an overlap between the people who are anti-government and the and 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 the racists it's like it's really hard to distinguish the southern from them poverty folks i was looking at their website and i was shocked that the, the southern m- poverty law center yeah, yeah. that the uh, militias the largest number of them do you know i mean it's because it's a big state but it's like 150 or 200 or 300 militias in california yeah i had yeah. no idea there were that many it's probably the most you know, sort of all the other ones combined. It's a big state with a lot of people. Well, it's very conservative in a lot of places that people don't realize. Right. It's a very conservative yeah. state. That so has a large population of conservatives uh, who are a, a smaller percentage of a much larger population. So yeah. that's that's part of it. The Southern Poverty Law Center uh, produced a really great graphic in association with a longer um, survey, which we can link both of those. Basically, um, looking at the 700-odd um, Confederate monuments on public land currently extant in the U.S., 
and the date that they were erected or founded. Yes. Um, the the vast majority of them, especially on um, the uh, the monuments on courthouse grounds and on schools, yeah, came during two periods. One was in the early 1900s, right, um, starting around the uh, the Plessy versus Ferguson decision in 1896. And which, they're about 10 or 15 times more than the right. other peak, right? That's like right. huge. Yeah. And um, and this is uh, the point where the Klan was a resurgent. Yeah. The other period is between 1955 and 19 in the late 60s. So in other words, busing. after Brown v. Board of Education. Right. Yeah, and un- disproportionately, those were school monuments. So they were directly targeting areas of public life in the South where African-Americans were demanding access. Mm-hmm. We have a repeat. This is this is a historical, you know, historologically definable fact about these statues and a lot of honestly a lot of them aren't even really good quality they're rush jobs yeah it's pretty it's low cheap low quality materials because they're there they're not there to well they were needed in a hurry because all of a sudden the courts might not be going the way they want (laughs) and yeah Yeah. and i I should just say it's quite a graph i i'm sorry people at home can't see it well well, they can if they go to the link because i'm sure it'll be posted you know we have posted it and and i've i've you know, like, I abominate the Confederacy and everything it stands for, and I don't like the Confederate flag, and I think people who say it's about heritage, not hate, are, are lying to themselves uh, and or others. But, um, you know, I've been to Gettysburg and Antietam, and there are monuments there to the, the soldiers who died on both sides of that war, and I have no problem with those monuments. People who actually, mm-hmm. you know, were gunned down, like, there, there is a place for respectfully remembering the dead at a place where they died like that. Like I don't I don't see that as glorifying If they put one each of the two generals there. Is there one each there's, of the two I, generals? There's there's tons of monuments there, but Grant wasn't there. Grant was yeah. at um Vicksburg, I think. So anyway, um uh the I mean the, the the point is not like like what they need to have at Gettysburg, but the point is it's like it's one thing to have monuments just to curious. the well, I and it's yeah. it's a good question. I, I don't remember seeing statues of of, of Lee there. But, you know, Lee was at Gettysburg and Grant wasn't. Like I said, I think he was at the Siege of Vicksburg, I think. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Which was happening at the same time. George Meade was commanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, but I think it's one thing to say, like, here at a place where this horrific battle occurred, we're going to remember the people who died. Like Pearl Harbor. Right. At Pearl Harbor. I mean, like, you know, I don't don't remember seeing any monuments to the the Japanese pilots because a few of them were shot down there. But I'm like... I don't think it's I, I like 70 years later. I'm not too concerned about people remembering the all of the dead. But once you're going away from the actual site of a battle to like something that's specifically dedicated to that, you know, I, I, I think it's a very different thing. I mean, like, you know, the United States, uh, our invasion of Vietnam and our actions there, not really one of the high points of our nation. And, uh, not all of our service members who were there did terrible things, but some of them did. There was but a, nevertheless, we have that, that great memorial in Washington, D.C. that commemorates them all. Yeah. There, there's an appropriate place for remembering specifically, like, the dead. But otherwise, you know, these monuments aren't about venerating, you know, it's these aren't cenotaphs for Robert E. Lee or Stonewall Jackson or whatever. They're they're sort of trying to laud them and make them into heroes. Yeah, so the motive is suspect. There was yeah. a nice piece in the news this week, a fellow who had been in um, v- Vietnam and had, I don't think he killed the guy, but he came upon a dead 
soldier and there was a family um flag that he had on him where all the family and all his relatives are listed and american flag oh yes no no uh, um vietnamese Vietnamese. Vietnamese flag and he had it for 72 years but he he said to the guy i will find your family because if i don't take this somebody else is going to steal it yeah and he was a soldier and he actually found the family through some group that helps you find the soldiers of the vietnam war and he gave it he gave it back Hmm. and it was really quite yeah, something I, I read that story it yeah it was quite out. it was it, amazing guys i don't know 80 or whatever he is or 70 yeah. so i may have this wrong a little bit like like that kind of reconciliation um it's i, important. I think it, it's, it is impor- important and it's appropriate but um like the whole point of what these white nationalists are doing is they're essentially out there arguing that it's too bad the Confederacy lost. Well, they're waiting for reinforcements. Kind of, yeah. Um, there was a great, actually, just a quick thing. I saw a great little video that my friend Pete showed me uh, of Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about like how these people suck and they're bad and everything. You know, like yeah. condemning them the way you'd expect them to. But there was a bit where he mentioned, like, you know, I was born in Austria in 1947. Austria. Yes, <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> with actual Nazis, yeah. people who'd fought in that war. And they people were... thought he was a Nazi when he first right, right. came over here. Well, I, I, you know, I don't know enough about Schwarzenegger's personal life to comment on that one way or the other, but he just yeah, said he's like, they were sad, broken men ashamed of what they'd done. Don't be those guys. And I thought that was great. He called them girly men, huh? He didn't call them girly men in that. That's what he called the Congress in, in California. That's what, that's what he called he the, the Democrats at the 2004 Republican Convention. Yeah. Right. Well, that, and that's and that's that's so it is kind of his that's style. Goofy. But well, I'm he, glad didn't, he did he didn't it to call, the Nazis. Girly men is kind of like a playful insult. He was being perfectly serious. He's like, yeah, no, sad no, broken men is. They, they, you know, he. he Austria in the 40s and 50s, you know, was yeah. a terrible place. So, or, I mean, you know, had, had terrible scars from the war. So, Well, this is also the thing. When you defeat people, when you defeat an, either an army or a, a national, I don't know, some sort of formation of people, they don't usually just go away. They're still around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were still people who had served as Nazis or fought in Hitler's armies in, in thousands of them in Germany and in Central Europe yeah. who lived out the rest of their lives there. Yeah. They're, you know, uh, they're Some con- of them are still alive. Right. Confederates. Then we moved to South America. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's funny enough. Confederates and their, um, uh, you know, their descendants, they're, they, they didn't go away. They continue to live, both in the South and elsewhere in the country. Um, So where does free speech come in here? Because we have that issue in Springfield where the policeman put something on his Facebook page, sort of supporting what they'd said. Supporting supporting someone getting run over and killed by a car. Saying, like, stay out of the street, you know, something like that. Yeah, ha-ha. Um, You know, it sort of brings up the issue. The problem people are having is far more than the violence. It's actually Mm -hmm. the message. Right. I mean, that's right. what you guys are saying is that it's mm-hmm. not just the violence. It's actually the message that they're sending. Well, I, actually, I can't remember if I said this earlier on the show or if this was um, before yeah. before. But the, the, the point of the Nazis is the violent seizure of power. Mm-hmm. They don't actually believe in free speech. They believe in 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 crushing the the, the decadent uh, uh, liberals and uh, and their corrupt ways. You know, which dilute racial purity and let the Jews take over and blah, 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 hateful blah. Did you hear that fellow that said that thing about Ivanka's husband? 
Yes, 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 oh yeah, yeah. My like, 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 I, you know, the guy who criticized Trump for giving his daughter to a Jew, yeah, and, and then went on to say hateful things about Jared Kushner. Oh my! I've goodness. never sympathized with Jared Kushner more than in that moment. Oh, um, I mean, it takes your breath away. These people are so blatantly, yeah, yeah, they're, hostile they're, and horrible. Oh yeah. So, 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 what do you do with that speech? Well, here's the thing. So long as they want to say crappy stuff like that and shoot their mouths off, uh, I think you you roll your eyes at them. You make note of, you know, you make note of them. You know, you 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 speak back and say that's horrible, that's hateful, you suck. Um, you know, if someone has like a, you know, if, if they're like a a police officer, you say I don't trust that person to be safe. You know, to to protect my safety and the safety of everybody in the town because of what they say because of because of the attitudes they clearly have about people. You know, like I would I wouldn't hire someone like that in my bookstore because I wouldn't want them to be waiting on all my customers. You know, yeah. like if I have black customers come in or gay customers or jewish customers come in i'm worried that person would be a jerk to them and they'd think i supported them yeah uh and they're thinking so like i'd have i'd i'd fire them if i if i'd hired them in the first place i think where where difference comes in is when they show up to these rallies you know armed like wearing body armor carrying clubs and shields carrying carrying automatic weapons boston they won't be carrying automatic weapons well they better not be (laughs) but i'm just saying like when they show up to fight I don't think it's a free speech issue anymore then. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it really is a public safety issue. It's like, you know, if you have something to say, you don't need a gun to bring a gun with you to say it. So tomorrow and if, you, if you bring a gun, I, I like you're not there to talk, you're there to fight. So tomorrow if um somebody shoves a woman in front of you, you know, like knocks her down, what are you going to do? Uh help the woman back up. You're not going to take a swing at the guy. No. No. I'm just asking. Just well, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I might get angry in the moment, but no, uh, like, like it's more important to help people than it is to fight with people. And I'm a coward and I suck at it. <laughs> I wanted to say something before we, um, before we ended up, oh, uh, yeah, that sure. I think is very important. One, uh, if someone, if someone pushes someone in front of you and knocks them down and hurts them, then you help them up. You, you get them to safety. You, you protect them. You do not attack. If someone attacks them, then yes, you attack back. Because you don't want them hurt. That you need to protect others. That's the most important thing. Don't just punch Nazis. There's it's fun to think about, but there's there's really right. no point to that. This is not live action role play. No. Yeah. This is if if you punch someone, their friends will come up on you and they might have guns. You don't I mean the the Spencer getting punched on, on video, that that honestly putting putting on loop, I'm completely okay with that that guy was masked but if he if he's ever caught i hope he gets goes to jail for a day just because <laughs> he broke the law that's you know but you shouldn't do that you should you should protect the people that are there for a good reason Too bad the, here to give us well, some yeah, other i mean well, uh, one more yeah. thing I, and i think that's much more important if you support trump you know how we feel if you if you're a conservative you're if you're a libertarian whatever if you go to a rally uh for your for your cause that is your right but if as soon as someone throws up like a heil sign or or anything from my hate group you leave or else you are you are part of that group it doesn't matter what you do after that like leave or make them leave one or the other no but- you you get out i mean you're not gonna you're like if you're a conservative and you're marching with like a bunch of white people because you want you like this statue fine okay but if someone like starts saying blood and soil and 
and uh, other like slogans like that, then you get the hell out of Dodge. Well, you leave and you do not associate with these people. And because you can't make someone unless you're someone in the law, you can't make someone leave unless you want to throw down. And that's not the best because not everybody is prepared to throw down. No, no, a very small percentage of people are, are prepared to do that. So if you if you are at a march and you see someone doing that, then and you're still marching with them, then you're complicit with them. Congratulations. Now. Now you're part Nazi. Woo. That's all. I was going to say, we did hear that the Boston police have very separate spots for people are going. They can't even see each other. So hopefully there will be no conflict tomorrow. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident it'll be okay. Like I said, I'm, I'm a coward. I wouldn't actually go if I thought it was going to be like <laughs> some kind of melee. Oh, good to I, know when I we get, need you for the next I one. Get her. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't rely on me. You know, I thought you were a big the barricades. burly guy. You know, big burly God, guy. God, no. So anyway, that's it for tonight for Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be back to uh, talk about more next week. Uh, stay tuned for Subculture, playing a great mix of music for a couple hours. Coming up next. Thank you, and good night.